Hello and welcome to The Connected Generation. My name is Nike Anani and I am your host. This week's episode was phenomenal. I was joined by a really intriguing lady, Ola Quinn, who's based in Ireland. She is a relationship coach who helps successful couples create their five-star relationship. She had a very interesting journey into doing what she's doing today. Um, as a qualified and experienced teacher who had a long career in both the formal teaching sector and in international development. She then went on a journey into the world of healing, helping others with conflict resolution, helping couples so they can reconnect with greater heart-centered communication and touch. Her jam is to help successful business owners also have successful relationships. So I really, really love this conversation. It was meaty. Ola's journey was truly inspirational and she's very well versed at what she does. <laughs> she gave us a number of tips which were super, super helpful. So I encourage you to listen in, enjoy and share the love. Share with a friend share with a family member, share on your social media, and tag me, tag me at Nikhe Anani. Thank you so much. Take care. Enjoy. Hi, Ola. Welcome to The Connected Generation. Thank you, Nikki. So good to be here with you. Yes, this should be a really great, interesting conversation. Um, but before we get into it, can you just introduce yourself and how did you tell us more about your journey? How did you get to become a relationship coach? Sure. So, yeah, so I'm I'm a relationship coach and I help uh, successful couples create their five star relationship. That's what I'm really passionate about doing. Um, and how I got here. Well, um, oh, my goodness. It's a long it's a long story. I started I started my career as a teacher and I, um, yeah, I practiced teaching in the formal sector for many, many years until I got disillusioned with that. And then I moved into human rights, um, education and facilitation. And so I ended up kind of getting really interested in power and uh, Mm -hmm. power relations, because of course, in teaching, it's all about managing relationships uh you know with children and um and you're working as a team so it's all to do with relationships teachings teaching is a very relation relational job occupation Mm. and then human rights uh education sort of took me into the whole world of uh, development and facilitation and conflict resolution working in a lot Mm. of conflict zones so that would have been my focus working on different conflict uh, related issues and and helping people then overcome you know these conflicts uh, and conflict trauma and so I guess that really got me interested in power dynamic I went on to do an MA in sociology on on this very subject on power relations Mm -hmm. and how that looks and I guess then that brought me into the world of more intimate relationships and looking at intimate relationships going on a whole tantra journey um Mm. for for myself um uh, sexual kind of more of the sexual healing 
mm-hmm. and the relationship with my own sexuality and then helping others with that, with their sexual liberation. But then coming back to where I am, I suppose, most gifted. I've always been an empath. It's why I've always been attracted to jobs that are relational mm-hmm. um, because I've always okay. been empathic and my gift has always been um, relationships. I've always been the mediator. I'm always the mediator. I'm also I'm always the relationship counselor. I was always that with my friends in my family mm-hmm. growing up. So it just comes very naturally to me. And then I suppose I built on that natural ability with my career. And then more recently with my focus, with my particular focus on kind of intimate relationships and what was kind of some of the conflicts that were that arose within intimate relationships. So and then I suppose with the success, I mean, as a business owner, as an you know as a CEO I realized that I definitely have an entrepreneurial spirit in me and I am you know I'm a businesswoman as well and it's Mm -hmm. so it's something that I really now have started to really focus on how do we how do we be successful businesswomen as well and and be in successful relationships so that's kind of my that's my my um I like engaging in things that make me interested and are applicable to me so this is what I'm interested in right now (laughs) (laughs) this is really interesting honestly from teaching to conflict resolution kind of development track to power dynamics um, you've got a really fascinating journey can you tell us a little bit more about your journey whether um, any obstacles any challenges you faced in whether it be transitioning into entrepreneurship or in your relationships just tell us more about any obstacles you faced on your journey yeah yeah well I definitely say that growth comes from conflict you know growth comes from challenge so you know I've used every Mm -hmm. challenge to propel me forward and help me grow Um, and so in all of those career changes I always um, I suppose well, I can see I can see why I, I chose to be a teacher because my whole family are teachers and I and I it kind of was in the blood, let's just say. Um, but I got disillusioned with teaching. I, there was there was there were certain systemic um, there were systemic problems I could see that I just did not agree with. And I got really disillusioned. And when I get disillusioned with something, my heart is not in it. I can't do it any longer. And this is what happens with me, with me and my journey that when, when I get to that place of disillusionment, it's normally the curtains. So Mm. I, so I ended up going, you know, uh, following my passion and, and I did, you know, at that stage, I went abroad um, and I did I, I, I worked with an organization called VSO Voluntary Services Overseas. Um, and I took up a, an overseas position working in the development context. It was actually in East Africa in the Gambia. I was there for 16 months. Mm. So I was working on a teacher um, teacher training program. And that's when I got really super interested in, in human rights. And I could see the poverty around me and I could see the the um kind of the challenges that um the local people were facing the lack of resources um and just basically a very archaic uh teaching system and these are things that really like challenged me then to go on that human rights journey of like seeking okay well what uh, how can i help at a at a you know at a bigger level at a more macro level right mm-hmm. that's why i went into human rights work and trying to mobilize people here in Ireland where I live 
around some of these issues, bringing, like I was lucky to work in an organization where I could take volunteers over to countries to see what kind of challenges they were facing. Mm -hmm. But I guess, right, all of this, you know, I kind of started with the macro and then started to look at the micro. Mm. (laughs) Because all of this then was turned inward in me. And I was... whilst I was saving the world I realized well actually Orla there's still an inner child that you haven't fixed yet (laughs) and for so many of us we go on that journey right we go on the we we go on the external journey before then we are faced with that internal one Mm -hmm. and and it was only when I for after many, many years of working in this development field, uh, working on human rights for others, that I realized there was some human rights that um, that were that I suffered personally that I never addressed. And I Mm. needed to go on that journey, that inner Mm. that inner work. And I suppose that's that was the most powerful, if you like, occupation of all. Right. Because I that took me to. It took me to places, I, you know, to Peru and Guatemala and places in South America that are very um, powerful, I would say, healing portals, certainly for my soul. Mm-hmm. And I, I really went on a very, and this is not for everyone, but I went on a very deep transformational process to find out who I was underneath it all and what, and that brought me back to my gift as a child, as a, you know, as a, um, when I was growing up and realizing that actually I have always had this gift that I can help people with their relationships. Mm. Um, and I can see as well that that's where the wounding was. I, I said, you know, I alluded to the fact I'm from Ireland um, and in Ireland, we, for those of your listeners that are, are not aware, I mean, we're, Ireland is a beautiful country. A lot of people know Ireland as kind of this beautiful, magical country, which it is. But it also has a lot of uh, it has had, had a lot of challenges in the past, especially with the Catholic Church when it comes to sexuality and sexual freedom. And mm. I would say women rights. And so I was very aware of of all of those problems at a, at a macro level, but also at a very personal level. Mm-hmm. Um, in my own family and how I could see how this patriarchal uh, system um, disempowered the women in my own family, but also and disempowered and, and really disempowered the sexual awakening of the women um, in our family. Mm-hmm. And, um, and for me personally, so this is, this was definitely, this is why I had to go on that journey for myself. It's in the shamanic terms, the you know the the healers are the they they talk about the wounded healers right mm-hmm. that that we we have to go on this journey of self-growth in order to help others and be the way short for others and that's certainly something that I had to go on for myself um so yeah so wow thank you for sharing that honestly you have you have a really really powerful story um and a really fascinating journey and so today you help successful couples create their five-star relationship tell us more about that how do you do that and um yeah tell us more before I I can ask you like eight questions in one because there's so much to unpack and in this yeah yeah so you know like I said before the the successful couples I 
I guess I'm always um, I'm always drawn to where I am, where I'm at at any one moment. So at the beginning of my journey, helping others, it was really to do with helping them awaken their sexuality that maybe they had repressed or they had um, closed off to. Mm-hmm. And then I started to work with couples who were struggling um, and they were, you know, maybe um, a particular a particular couple that were kind of more aligned to who I was at that time. Hmm. Um, and and it's interesting as we grow and as we change we attract those that vibrate at our level right Nikki so that's was my that's what I was noticing and so today it's why I'm attracting clients who are in successful relationships couples who are um, you know very successful in their careers they're very successful in creating a lifestyle of choice um they have, you know, they have children, they have a family that they've always wished for. And so it's what happens in those in those relationships very often is that a lot of a lot of these kind of desires have have ended up where there's a neglect of the relationship that there's Mm -hmm. less focus put on the actual relationship and more focus on the lifestyle, the career, the children and Mm -hmm. all the other things that create the perfect relationship, you know, from the outside. Um, And so what I want to do is really help these couples rekindle some rekindle the passion in their relationship. Mm -hmm. And because I want to let them know that it's not lost. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Because many couples believe that, yeah, that phase is gone. We did that. You know, now it's time to have a friendship and have a working relationship and have a cope, you know, business partnership, you know, um, and that intimacy we don't necessarily need anymore. or We don't necessarily want anymore. But deep down, we do. Deep mm. down, it's always there. Mm. And so it's just repressed. And I, I want to be able to help those couples rekindle that fire that was lost so that's my that's my five-star strategy is to rekindle that fire for them so that they can have it all that Mm. they can have it all that they can have the intimate relationship as well as that successful lifestyle that's incredible um and you know a lot of the listeners are business owners um couples in business together very high performing um ambitious what is it about successful people um, that makes it more difficult to sustain successful relationships Mm, great question yeah such a great question well I guess it's what you just said you've you've talked about you know the ambition you've talked about the kind of um the personality that is that that successful person right there's certain personality traits where they are very focused, um, ambitious, um, maybe some of the more derogatory um, or, or slightly negative um, values would be that they put pressure on themselves as well. Like there's a lot of pressure to mm-hmm. be at the top, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and even, even if we're really good, there's still pressure to stay there, right? So there's... This is something that I know to be um, true for a lot of these relationships from working with clients, Mm. successful clients, is that very often um, the more successful the couple 
are, the more bumpier the relationship is. And it's just that, um, you know, pressure comes with success. And that pressure then translates on into their most intimate relationship. You know, this intimate relationship is the most important relationship in their lives, in our lives. So it's kind of like I see it as a, a blueprint for then how you're going to relate to all those other relationships. And so if this relationship is struggling, you're going to face some of those re- those negative patterns in other relationships, um, you know, external to your personal one. Mm-hmm. And that's why I really want to get it right. You know, if you get this intimate relationship right, then you get to have those successful relationships with your colleagues at work as well. And so, you know, you mentioned the intimacy formula. What is that? Can you unpack that a little bit? So how exactly can couples then, you know, five-star their relationships? Sure. Well, um, I have in, yeah, this is kind of my own um, teaching background, I could say, and my own facilitation um, and my my own formula that I've come up with through my experience. Um, and, and I use quite teachery words. So I, I call it like I use formula and curriculum and um, modules. <laughs> <laughs> and so my teaching, my kind of my training module is what my clients call the marriage course they never got because it's very much kind of the what I call the building blocks or the foundation stones to any healthy, um, loving, respectful relationship. And it starts with communication, right? It starts with how we communicate with one another. And so when it comes to intimacy, I will, um, you know, I will train you how to, what is what consensual communication is what can mm. what consensual communication is and what respectful communication is because mm. unpacking communication is huge there's all sorts of can we speak our truth can we speak our boundaries right so mm. um because only when we can when we can when we feel safe to speak that's when we can be when we feel safe to be touched or mm. to touch so there's so much connected between the voice and our sexuality. So it's why. Pause. Sorry, pause. That was just so heavy. I mean, when we feel safe to speak, do we feel safe to be touched? Is this for both genders now? Because. Absolutely. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And particularly, I will say for women. And because we are talking to the women in this in this particular chat, this is for the high-level boss women. Um, we have, and a lot of us have done this, so it's nothing to feel shame or guilt around um, uh, or to feel, um, you know, wrong about. But certainly there has been um, times when we've allowed intimacy when we haven't felt safe to do so. Mm. Um, and that has, you know, there's many reasons for that. Um, like I said, it's not our fault and I, I don't want anyone to feel like it's their fault when I say that, mm. but it's because of, um, because of our society expecting expectations that were put on us, expectations, especially to please mm. we, expectations to be subservient to our partner's needs. 
So there's a lot of expectations that have been put on us that have made us believe that we just need to be, you know, we need to be the servant, right? We need to allow other, you know, we need to allow touch, even when we don't feel safe to do so. Mm-hmm. So this is something that we we really need to start voicing our boundary um, and practicing consensual communication in order to feel safe, in order to then start allowing safe intimacy into our lives. Mm-hmm. So I would say that's pretty massive. Um, and it's really the starting block to this formula. Amazing. And then after that, what comes next? I'm sure that takes, that's a lot to even kind of grasp. Um, and there's a lot to unpack. But after the communication piece, what else is part of the formula? Well, um, the formula then goes into more intimate touch, right? When you're able to get, when you're able to do consensual touch, then you're able to do more sensual touch. Mm-hmm. And what I find in a lot of successful relationships, there's no time, there's no time for intimacy. Time hasn't, um, you know, with such busy lifestyles, there isn't the time for intimacy. So, and, you know, and also a lack of imagination around intimacy. So <laughs> what I want to do is both educate, teach people to dedicate time, but also um, extend people's imaginations so that they know that there's there's more to intimacy than sex. That mm. actually there's a whole arena of of sensual touch that could be enjoyed and mm. um, and can lead to really um, a different, you know, an absolutely different. Um, I will say a different result when it comes to intimacy, rather than. Um, kind of um, the more excited response that intimacy can create, this creates a more blissful experience. And this is where I want people, especially high pressured people, Mm. people that are couples who are, are very busy, are very successful. They, they need to come down, right? (laughs) They need to come down. And actually I, I want to be able to tell them that actually they have, they have the power uh, in a relationship using the relationship hmm. um, to to bring them down. They don't have to go off and meditate by themselves. They can actually use the relationship to hmm. actually bring them down into that more relaxed space. That's um, an interesting concept there because I think we're always encouraged to seek solitude, go for quiet time, meditate, exercise, go off in your own corner to ground yourself. And you're saying you can actually do that with your partner. You don't necessarily have to. That's really interesting. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I propose both. Okay, so there's certainly the autonomy is really important to finding time to yourself and being by yourself. I mean, it's super important for both for both partners to have that alone time so that they, you know, they do get to spend time with themselves and getting to know themselves like that's really important. So I'm not taking away from that. But what I am also adding on is that, yes, you can get that time. You can get that come down time Mm. together and Mm. This is, um, you know, this goes into, I can go into a whole, a lot of depth around this, but I, I won't. Uh, <laughs> I just say for the sake, I'll just say for the sake of, of, 
of um, now, because I know we've allowed to get through, that it is absolutely, um, absolutely, um, uh, let me, let me word this properly. Um, it is, it is both um, necessary mm-hmm. and easy to achieve this um, co-creative meditation. And it's part of the formula that I teach so that the couples can actually find that place of meditation together much, much quicker than they could alone. So it's part of my part of my training course that I do. And then, yeah, the third part of that, um, the formula that I will Mm -hmm. say to this five star relationship is the conscious connection. So bringing couples back into that reason why they first met. You know, there's a reason why they were first brought together. So rekindling that. So it's not just rekindling the intimacy, the fire, but it's also rekindling the connection. Mm. So why did you first meet? What was it that brought you together? What was it that lit you both up? And then, you know, deepening that Mm. um, so that it brings the, the the program actually brings you much deeper together. It, it, it reminds you why you were brought together in the first place, but it brings you to an even deeper place than where, when you first, um, than you've ever been. So it's kind of like, it's helping you fall in love like you've never done before kind of thing. Um, so that's what I would promise from my five-star formula. That's incredible. So if there's anyone that's listening and it's like this really resonates and um, I'd like some assistance, how could, can they work with you? How do, what does that look like? Yeah, so you can go on to my, my website. It's orlaquin.com and book a consultation with me, a free consultation. Talk, talk to me and I'll let you know if it's for you or not, you know. Um, mm. And then basically um, what I do is um, I onboard the couple who say yes and do a kind of a diagnosis with um, both, both individuals um, separate and then with the couple itself. And so that's kind of a, that's the first step to this, um, to this program. Um, because I want to make it a customized program. Um, and mm-hmm. so I need to really figure out what the, you know, every couple has very unique needs and I want to get to the bottom of those needs so that I can adapt the training program to them. Um, so that's really important. That's a really important first step is to do that diagnosis, then bring them in, into the training program and to those modules that I spoke to. Um, this is all, you know, we're, we're kind of, um, we're still living in pandemic times. So this is all still mm-hmm. very virtual. I do all my work through Zoom. Um, and yeah, and it's a very, um, the, the actual training program itself is, is experiential. I'll call it very experiential. It's not me, um, telling you giving you information it's you Mm -hmm. actually practicing exercises because what I want you to do through the training program is to reset your relationship Mm -hmm. so in order to do that I have to get you to change your old patterns so I um your accountability buddy as well as your teacher (laughs) I will (laughs) make sure I'll make sure that you are changing these patterns Mm -hmm. for the better 
um, through the exercises that I give you. And then we finish up after those six weeks of the training program. Then we do an integration to make sure because usually by the end of that, you're on an absolute high and you need to come down to ground. <laughs> so that's where that integration helps you just really integrate what you've just learned and how to bring it forward. Thank you so much, Ola. This has been absolutely fascinating. Um, I think I have one one last question for you. And it's actually going back to what you said at the beginning. You yeah. spoke about your experience with like conflict trauma and you mentioned that conflicts, they can make us better. Can you just expantiate a little bit on that? Mm. Sure. So this is um, sometimes what happens in relationships that a conflict becomes like a small conflict becomes a massive conflict uh, and I will say unnecessarily so right mm-hmm. um, but because people haven't got the right tools they don't have the right they don't have they don't feel empowered enough to um, deal with the actual conflict or have mm. the communication skills to deal with that conflict or it just might be too hurtful to deal with that conflict that's where you know they need um someone to intervene someone to come in as um a facilitator um as an arbitrator um to just to really allow both sides to Mm -hmm. speak because Mm -hmm. um you know, very often when it is conflict there is blame and what we really need to do is allow each person to speak their truth and hear their truth, their side of the story. Mm. And it's only when the truth is spoken that resolution can, you know, can happen. So this, um, I'm, I'm also like, this is another offer I have is a done in the done in a day. If there mm-hmm. is these kind of more conflict, if it's more of a conflict that just needs to be resolved, this is something that I can do super quick um, where I can hear both your story, your stories and then bring you together in a kind of a conflict resolution setting, um, an arbitration kind of uh, setting so that you both have you both can hear each other and you can both resolve it and I will also then give you the roadmap to deal with that going forward because you know I I'm just aware of how small these things can be and how unnecessarily um big extended and hurtful they can become mm-hmm. um and so there's um so I really do um encourage people to not let that happen you know, mm. as much as possible, nib nib conflicts in the bud as quickly as possible so that they don't become mountains. Mm. But if they do, yeah, certainly reach out to professionals like me or anyone else who have these facilitation skills to help you overcome um, and, and resolve because there's definitely, um, like all conf- conflict is an opportunity to grow. It's just like what we said before, and uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's, Everything conflict is challenge equals growth, right? So um, I want you, relationships are not supposed to be easy. Um, mm-hmm. They are supposed to be challenging because they are an opportunity for us to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are because they're, they're our most intimate relationships. We, they're our most important relationship on this planet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so is it any wonder that we have 
we have the most conflict with these particular relationships, whether they're with our spouse, our mother, our father, our sister, our brother, right? Mm -hmm. Because they are the biggest relationship in our life. So they are the ones that give us the opportunity for growth. Mm -hmm. The more we can resolve these conflicts, the more we grow. Amazing. What an amazing way to end. Thank you, Ola. So just um, remind folks of how to reach you again if they want to get more information. Sure. So just very easily go to my website. It's orlaquin.com. Um, or you can email me directly at info at orlaquin.com. So very easy. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. That was just not what I expected at all. <laughs> I wasn't expecting this conversation about human rights, power relations, conflict resolution, and intimacy. I really wasn't. I was really expecting, you know, tactical advice on relationship management. But I loved Ola's um, message and threading of our inner journeys and our outer journeys. This concept of moving from the macro to the micro that we all have an inner child that needs fixing and often we have to go on this external journey before we go on an internal one. I love, love, love her message about growth comes from conflict. Growth comes from challenge. Almost liberating one when one is in a, can be in a difficult season to understand that actually in this season um, there may be growth. It's not just all for um, you know, it's not pointless, it's not just to, as an interruption, or um, or as an inconvenience, but actually, oftentimes, from difficult places comes growth. Um, there's a meme that's been going around on social media that I love, that um, they buried us not knowing that we would be seeds, right? So quite often in difficult places, there can be growth, right, um, in the right circumstances, with the right amount of water, with the right amount of nurturing, that conflict can lead to fruit, right, um, and I love her work on intimacy, I think intimacy we often think of as a physical act, but it's really a soul nakedness, it's really about being um, one of my favorite, favorite preachers on social media is Cornelius Lindsay. And he often says that intimacy means into me, you see. And really, that's the bedrock of a relationship is how well into your spouse do you see or how well into you does your spouse see? And that comes from genuine connection. So that was a lot, a lot for me to think about. As you can see, like I've had so much, <laughs> so much reflections from all this conversation and it was just so incredible um, to follow her work. As she said, you can check out her website and um, check out her work on social media as well. So thank you so much. Take good care and God bless you.